Welcome to The Collective Conversation, a podcast where we discuss life, faith, and the challenges facing young adults, why we try to make the most out of our 20s. Adulting can be difficult, but we think life is better together, so let's face those challenges and see what God's Word has to say. Thanks for tuning in. Hey guys, welcome to the very first edition of The Collective Podcast called The Conversation. Uh, Today I am here with... And we're going to be talking about balancing life, specifically hustle versus the Sabbath. I think in this current stage of life that we are in, in our 20s, we feel like we have to lay a strong foundation. When we're in school, we feel like uh, if we aren't pursuing perfection, then we're failing at times. And so we need to have an honest conversation on what does it look like uh, to take care of ourselves in the midst of this. And so, Miley, when you think about the term hustle, uh, what does that bring up to you? Uh, Definitely money. So getting... Uh, working insane hours to get the most money you can, especially in college, because let's be real, college is expensive, and we need that money for not only to pay for college, but to pay for life after college. So that kind of is where hustle brings me is, yeah, money and getting getting to the top of the food chain kind of thing. Getting paid? Yeah, Yeah, I think there's a really weird dynamic. Uh, I remember when I said I was going to go into ministry, and my dad was like, you need to provide and care for your family. And I'm like, we just have different worldviews, because I think God provides for my family. But when I think about hustle, I think of, like, uh, for a while, like, on all the Pinterest boards where people were quoting, like, be hustle. Like, not be hustle. Oh, man. This is live, folks. Um, Be hustle. No. (laughs) (laughs) Same issue. Uh, Be humble and hustle. Right? Like, hustle and humble. Like, it was those double H's. um, And that became, like, a mantra for a lot of people. Like, just put your head down, get to work. And I think that's part of just the culture that we live in as a society where, um, we focus so much on this, like, what can you accomplish? How much work can you get done? Uh, and that doesn't change, and it becomes like a pride point. Like, look at what I can do, and you just mm-hmm. keep working. Um, but then you can also get, like, do you think people can get really competitive in the like as they hustle? Like, what do you think oh, about that? It The competition definitely comes in with the hustle where, like, oh, well, I make this amount of money because this person makes that amount of money. And so it's always the contest between who has the better stuff and who makes the more money and it kind of just, it starts to define people, define yourself, like, oh, well, I make this much money, and I have all of these cool material things because I make this much money, and so you become, like, that person that makes that much money instead of who you're, like, supposed to kind of be. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think on the reverse of that, with the competitive what can I be, I think there's a failure component of being afraid of what won't I be, like the... um I'm afraid of failing. Like, the number of people that I know that in high school, like, they just flew through high school academically. And then they got to college, and it just it just hit them in the face. They weren't able to, like, this was the first time they ever got a B. And because they defined themselves by how they did academically, they weren't able to produce academically the same way that they were. And so they almost punished themselves by working harder, which I understand that. Like, work harder to get a better grade, but it became the primary pursuit of that season of their life was, I need to get these these grades. Or uh, I think you said this when we were talking pre-show, uh, but like the schoolwork bed mantra, like mm-hmm. schoolwork bed, schoolwork yeah. bed, schoolwork bed. And what's really hard to realize is like we have more margin in our lives when we were in college than we were ever going to have again. Mm-hmm. Like your schedule, unless you're in a certain degree program, like if you're nursing or like uh, music education, like RIP. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But uh, for the most part, like your schedule, you got a, you were a part of that conversation. Like you got to decide like, hey, I want to come to the collective on Tuesday nights. I got to be a part of that conversation. Yeah. Uh, on whether or not that's a part of my schedule. Now, there are certain things, like if you're in a program and it's a smaller program, there might be limited access to certain mm-hmm. classes. But for the most part, you control your schedule. You control control what clubs you're in and all those types yep. of things. Um, and I think sometimes we lose sight of that. The other part of this is the word Sabbath. When you think of a Sabbath, Miley, what, what comes to mind with that? 
Um, in uh, the the normal sense, the way that it kind of pops into my head, the first word is definitely like um, the day of rest, kind of like because that's what we've mm-hmm. kind of grown up with. We know in the Bible, um, but I think also pre-show we were talking about how it's more now of a day to care for yourself, and that it's just kind of important to take a step back from work, from life, and just be able to decompress because we don't do that enough during our daily lives as it is that we kind of need that day to decompress otherwise we're going to burn out and it's just going to be a hot mess <laughs> that's, that's so true uh i think one uh, this is just my experience so i don't want to generalize and blanket make this blanket statement over all churches but i can honestly say growing up there was never once that i heard a talk on the sabbath it might have been mentioned it might have been like a hey guys you need to rest hey take care of yourself and it would be like a footnote in a broader co- topic, but there was never uh, a conversation about Sabbath because I think one of the the greater sins that Satan has kind of worked into this uh, American culture that we live in is this idea that like like you have to hustle or you won't ever become anything. And so the idea of a Sabbath almost kind of became like associated with laziness. Like yeah. Sabbath isn't laziness. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side of that spectrum, it isn't treating yourself for the sake of treating yourself. I, I love Parks and Rec. Um, Parks and Rec is great. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, this uh, this might be a pretty divisive statement, mm-hmm. but when I think about Parks and Rec in the scheme of sitcoms, it's like there's Parks and Rec, and then there's Friends, okay, and then there's Seinfeld, mm-hmm. and then there's The Office. And some of you have decided that you're done with our church, and that's okay. <laughs> um, because if you don't like Parks and Rec, there's other, I probably shouldn't say that, but uh, treat yourself became a mantra throughout every single season, and there would just be this day where they would just go and spend a ton of money on themselves. They'd get pedicures and massages and eat ridiculous steaks, and like there, there are times, I guess, for indulgence. Yeah, it's good moderation, like anything. Yeah, but I think sometimes we can take that Sabbath to the ex- we can take that mindset to the extreme. Like, oh, it's the Sabbath. I might as well eat an entire gallon of ice cream, which yeah. I've never done. Um, but. Uh, I think sometimes we misunderstand the term Sabbath. So Exodus 20, verse 8 says, remember the Sabbath to keep it holy. It doesn't say, remember the Sabbath, treat yourself. It says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Uh, Miley, when it comes to the difference, what do you see there? Um, To keep it holy kind of thing? Yeah. It So it's different with like treat yourself because um, it's more intentional. Like you have to be more intentional with it. And so... It's not just, I'm going to take a break and be lazy all day. I'm going to, you know, instead of laying in bed all day and being lazy, I'm going to do something that helps, like, to relieve the stress from the week. Or um, whether that be reading your Bible, reading devotionals, like, or just, like, pod- podcast. Um, it just kind of, it, yeah, the intentionality, I think, behind it is what really kind of sets it apart between treat yourself and keeping it separate. Yeah, I think the hard thing is um, when people look at their schedules and, and you hear have a Sabbath day, because now you get into the practical application. Like, I think everybody knows I should take time to k- take care of myself. Yeah. I should take time to be intentional with God. I should take, like, there's a lot of I shoulds in our lifetime. That's so true. Um, but we don't feel like we have practical ways to actually incorporate something like a Sabbath, partially because we feel guilty. Like, you ever feel guilty for not doing something? Absolutely. There's a lot of times where it's like, oh, I've not done anything today and i feel terrible because i've not done anything today but i feel 10 times better than i did before yeah there are days if i'm not out of bed by nine i feel like i've wasted my morning like what am i doing with my life i haven't even brushed my teeth and the sun is up <laughs> what is going on and some of you are like i don't brush my teeth till noon yeah. and you know that's why we have dentists 
But uh, I think for the most part, we don't value the Sabbath. Um, mm -hmm. Here's a fun fact about uh, our favorite Chick-fil-A uh, Chick company. There's only one Chick-fil-A company. Mm -hmm. um, our favorite chicken company. Is our favorite that. chicken <laughs> company. There we go. Uh, Chick-fil-A, uh, did you know that they're 14% uh, more profitable per day, uh, per store, mm -hmm. than any other fast food company? And they're closed one day of the week. And they're closed one day of the week. Yep. Um, and so even if they were open um, all seven days, most uh, most market analyses, analysis, anal whatever, yeah. will tell you that that might only drop to 12 to four, uh, twelve to 13%. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, uh, there is an element of value uh, to being excellent uh, all the other days of the week. Which brings me to this point. I think sometimes what happens is... Uh, we get really, really overwhelmed, mm -hmm. and then we go, God, I need this day of rest. And you take mm -hmm. this day of rest, or you take on a mindset of rest, mm -hmm. and you become less excellent in what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and so you almost try to incorporate elements of a Sabbath in a way that take away from what you're trying to accomplish. So, for example, you're super high strung, and now all of a sudden you're okay with being late to class. I'm not saying be okay with being late to class, but I think the conversation in what does it look like for me to actually have a – to schedule out time to care for myself and my relationship with God, like there – there's value in that. Mm -hmm. um, like, th think back to when you were in school. Um, what would that have looked like if you were to have incorporated that? Like, I know you said your undergrad was a little rough at times. <laughs> yeah, my undergrad was real rough, um, especially before I switched majors, but that's a whole story. Um, it was definitely, there was a lot of burnout. It was a lot of, um, I can do this on my own kind of thing. Like, oh, I don't need to take a day of rest, because if I take a day of rest, then I'm going to fall behind in classes. I'm going to fall behind in schoolwork. And, but then you do that, you don't take that time to rest, and you... Um, yeah, you're not falling behind in your schoolwork and stuff, but what's the quality of it? Like, there was times where it's like, okay, yeah, I wasn't, or I was doing all of this work and, you know, reading the chapters that we have to read for classes, which nobody usually does, but um, <laughs> I'm just being honest, guys. Um, and so, like, yeah, you do all that stuff, but then your quality of life, your quality of work, because I didn't, I didn't have time for friends. I didn't, you know, go out and do anything, so... I was um, kind of holed up and, you know, you kind of, uh, you burn out because you're not doing stuff to um, benefit yourself. So, like, it's, I think it's important to take that time. If you can't do it one day a week, like, like I think we talked about, like, a little bit of, a little bit of it through the, through the week. Like, whether you take a day to drive to Quincy and back or something and you just kind of, like, think to yourself and, like, process what your week has been like and you know how that's been going um or you go for a walk i know a lot of us are on campus and so you know when you're walking from your dorm to your classroom just kind of think um like what this day will look like you know or like how the week has been going and what you can kind of um decompress from but that's kind of it. yeah i think that's really good i think you made it really applicable in pointing out that it doesn't have to be an entire day uh, one of my favorite interactions with Jesus and the Pharisees is Jesus heals this guy on a Sabbath day. And they're like, how can you heal this person on the Sabbath day? And Jesus is like, I'm not working. Like, I'm just loving and caring for people. Mm -hmm. And I think what can happen is we can get really legalistic because uh, we think in our mind, my Sabbath day has to be X, Y, or Z. It has to be, I have a whole day to myself, and I can't find a day to myself. So once I get a day to myself, I'll finally have this day where I can do this. And what I found to be most beneficial in my life is... Um, working out elements into my week that I know are an opportunity that I can take this hour and keep it holy and keep it restful. And so uh, she mentioned driving to Quincy. That she stole mine. Uh, <laughs> every chance I get to drive to Quincy, uh, whether it's for work or just to go to the Home Depot because we live in an itty-bitty town, 
Um, it's a total dad statement, but um, <laughs> I take the opportunity because it is an hour both ways as long as I'm not speeding. I don't speed anymore. That's a different story. But in that drive time, I get opportunities to talk to God. I get opportunities to listen to some just some worship music. I get to decompress. I get to think critically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I get to dream. I think life comes at us so fast. I think there's so much more pressure on us as young adults as maybe there's ever been. Uh, and we don't get that opportunity to dream. Like things just come at us and we have to just like handle it and handle it and handle it and handle it and handle it. And just when it starts to slow down, um, we almost get entitled to the rest instead of being intentional about the rest. And so then once our life picks back up, we've done nothing to prepare ourselves to actually handle our busy seasons again. And Mm -hmm. I think the beautiful thing about the Sabbath is it teaches you um, how do I slow down in a way that doesn't inhibit my ability to move forward and to care for myself, but it enables me to rely on God. Um, The, when God like instituted the Sabbath, so in the first six days of creation, he created, and then he didn't need the day of rest because he's like, oh, I need a mental health day. He did the day of rest so he could enjoy all that he had done. Yeah, and so he gets to enjoy what he has done. And I think the uh, huge element to the Sabbath that we miss is we think about like self-care and taking care of ourselves. But it's just an opportunity to be like, God, what have you done? Mm -hmm. What have we been doing? What have we accomplished? And to actually take pride in what we've done. Like God sat back, looked at the garden, looked at all of creation and said, like, it is good. I am Mm -hmm. pleased with what I have done. Um, And then the next couple of chapters, things kind of fell apart. But for the most part, (laughs) that's not on God. Uh, (laughs) Love you, Jesus. But uh, I think sometimes it can be really, really easy for us to get um, so overwhelmed that we then treat our rest time and call Mm -hmm. it a Sabbath when really it's like a a decompressed rest time and it's not intentional. Um, And so what beyond that, what are things that you think you could incorporate into a period of rest that might, you might add to your week, whether that is your young adult who's an entry level employee, uh, maybe you run your own business. I know we have some people at our Macomb location who are entrepreneurs, which is Mm -hmm. awesome. Or maybe you're just a college student and you're just like finals, they feel like they're a ways out, but they're not. They're coming up, and we can kind of tell things are getting busy, at least for me anyways. Um, so it's harder to have that that quiet time, that you know, that time where you can sit and decompress. I've been using that word a lot, but it's necessary because there's just so much stuff. Um, the way What I usually do is I definitely do, uh, dedicate a bit of my morning. It sucks because I'm waking up. Uh, I'm not a morning person, so like getting up in the morning and kind of devoting time to myself is a little hard because I'd much rather just sleep in. Um, but I think it's important. I think it's important to wake up, uh, enjoy a cup of coffee. I am enjoying coffee here because it's great, and um, I needed it because I didn't have coffee at home. So, um <laughs> But to be able to take that time out of your morning and um, kind of focus on you, kind of um, journaling is also something that I've kind of started, and so it's something to be like, all right, where am I at mentally? Where, Like, what am I dealing with? And so... Um, just kind of having that to sit there and write about and be like, all right, so, you know, this is how we're feeling today. This is, you know, what we're going through. Um, how can I uh, combat that if there's any, like, negative self-doubt or, you know, um, feelings of failure or, like, inadequacy, like how we were talking about with, like, the hustle and not having that time. So that's, I think, really important definitely for me. That's so good. Uh, we're about to close up. One thing I want to leave you with when it comes to this um, hustle versus Sabbath conversation is if you really want to live a life where you thrive, if you really want to rely on God, if you really want to have um, this joyous, blessed life that God has for all of us, uh, you're going to have to say no to some things to say yes to others. 
And so that might mean saying no to things on your to-do list to say yes to just being able to be with God. Mm-hmm. And there are, I'm sure every single person listening right now, there's things in your life where God is saying, hey, say no to this to say yes to me because you don't need to do those things. You put that expectation on yourself. You put that on you, and you're carrying that weight, and you don't need to. So You can't do it all on your own either. Yeah, that's, that's so good. That's yeah. so true. So what do you need to say no to so that you can say yes to what God has for you? Hey, thank you so much for listening to this edition of The Collective Conversation. Please uh, like this podcast, share it with your friends if it was beneficial, and um, I will give you a hug if you tell me that you subscribe to it. And if you don't like hugs, um, you know, Miley will buy you a steak. So, well, I mean, we're talking about college budget here. I don't know <laughs> okay, maybe not like a steak, like a... <laughs>